So half an hour ago, I just got back from the cottage. Uh, said I wasn't going to drink this weekend. Might have had eight. Don't know. Whatever. We relapse. We move on. Um, Eight's not bad, so, <laughs> all things considered. So last night, it's golden hour, and uh, we're out on the lake for a final dip. And, um, you know, I, I was playing with the kids and uh, got out of, the, out of the water just to watch them, and they were having the time of their lives. I was so tired. So I got on the paddleboard, and my dad was just, like, drifting on the boat. He likes to do that. He goes and talks to the neighbors and allows the boat to go by each dock and, and, and chats with them. So I get out on the paddleboard, and I go paddle out to him. And I'm like, you know what? It's time. I told him about the, about the podcast. And, um, and he's like, oh, that's like super cool. And, and I said, yeah, and actually tomorrow morning, the reason why I have to leave early is because I'm, I'm doing another episode. And I'm actually really, really excited about this episode. It's called Commissioner for a Day. And he's like, what, what, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you basically, you are the head of the FIA. The, you are the head of F1. You are the head of everything. You get to choose uh, how you would change the rules, like everything involved in it. And he's like, okay, cool, cool. And I'm like, yeah, so the first half of the episode is going to be what we truly actually believe, like the serious takes, and we'll argue about them and stuff like that, but like how we actually want to see F1 evolve. And then I said, in the second half, we're just going to fuck around and say like, wouldn't it be funny if... So I'm like, I told him a couple of my funny ideas. <clears throat> and then he says, oh, I've got one. So what about you start the race and it's like a reverse grid and I'm in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting because he probably doesn't know that people have talked about this yeah. for years and years and years. Like obviously what a reverse grid would be, you would start like, um, uh, you'd either do qualifying or take the uh, championship results and just switch them and the guy in last starts first and the guy in first starts last. Now, I didn't have time to say that before he actually said what he thought. And then he goes, yeah, so the cars would all be facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> And they'd have to pull a U-turn. Dude, that's awesome. When the lights went out. <laughs> and I just about fell off the battle. Board. Dude, he's right, though. <laughs> pole position, mate. Pole position. Let's fucking go! Yes! Yes! Oh, my God! Hold the time you have to leave a The tire of the car. No, no, Mike. That was so not right. It's the trick. Is it not now? You will not have the drink. For anyone who thought I left, I never left. I have been waiting for this episode since we started the podcast. In fact, I actually had this idea about other sports, like other sports podcasts, whether I was going to be doing a hockey podcast, a golf podcast, or F1. And before we even like committed to the idea of Strat 2, I was like, oh, we got to do this episode. So this is our commissioner for a day episode. Basically, yep. Corey and I are going to run through a bunch of ideas in our head, how we think the sport would uh, benefit from changes, rule alterations, uh, and then this, the latter half, or probably the, like the final quarter of the episode, will it be us just kind of like... The funny ones. Yeah. Shit, shitting out kind of like silly ideas. Mario Kart rules. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. Very, very, very quickly. Yeah. Off the first anecdote. This is so funny. Yeah. My dad and I keep talking about um, uh, rule changes and stuff like that. And he says like, uh, he makes a joke saying like, well, wouldn't it be cool if there were like speed bursts or like coins that you could see? And, and I said, you're, you're not going to believe this. So there's something called Formula, Formula E. e. <laughs> And I told him about the speed burst attack where like, mode? yeah, attack yeah. where you have to go like off the racing line yeah, to yeah, get yeah. it. And he's like, you're fucking with me. <laughs> like no. there's no way in the world. I'm like, no, it's, it's true. It's real. It's real. Yeah. So we're going to start this off with how we truly believe the sport could benefit from certain rule changes. This is going to be serious. We have our serious hats on. You don't have a smile on your face. Like this is, this is gut check time. You yeah. know, we're, th we are, we are trying to improve this sport. Uh, who should go first? I have a really good one. I think you should. Okay. So it's funny that we started off with reverse grids, talking about uh, uh, the U-turn grid. Actually, we should, uh, we should coin that. <clears throat> My first one is the one I believe would help the this, this sport the most in the direction that it is going in right now. Okay. Sprint races should be reverse grids based off the driver's championship. Okay. No qualifying. 
before the sprint race. The problem with reverse grids when we were talking about them years ago and when like Lewis, those famous um, press conferences where Lewis and, and Seb, you know, were agreeing at, at how silly they sounded, right? Because early on in the championship, there'd be like a little manipulation and like, well, who would ever, if you were to do it with qualifying, like who would ever even try and qualifying? It's just silly. It's just stupid, right? It makes no sense. But with this, because like the first sprint race is like four or five races in, the next one's in the middle, the, ne- uh, the third one, the third and final one is like with five races to go. There's no way in the world that anyone in the championship is going to be like, well, I don't want to get points right now because I want to start that sweet sprint race at the, t- at the top. Right. So I also think that it would be perfect because it, it becomes a little ludicrous if we do it too often, but the sprint race is a perfect three time a year kind of like, let's see how crazy shit can get. Let's uh, kind of like dial up the order a little, like see uh, how weird it's going to get. And the problem I have with the sprint races right now is that it's supposed to throw some sort of jeopardy into the weekend, right? The problem is it's basically just like a mirror image of qualifying with a couple of crashes that sometimes like, you know, a Red Bull or a Ferrari will start last because they had um, you know, a collision or yeah. something like that. But it's basically like a mi- mirror image of qualifying. And I just want to see it kind of um, mixed up a little bit more. And I think that if you had this sprint race that is a reverse grid three times a season, you're going to have a starting grid at this, at the, uh, in, in the race that is not crazy. It's not like Mickey Mouse. It's not like totally manipulated and artificial, but it's a little bit more like, oh, we got an Alpine one and two to start yeah. this race. I think the problem with the sprint format currently, or at least one of them, is that if qualifying gives us interesting results or a car out of position, the sprint race will fix that before the actual race starts. Yeah. Very good point. So if we can find a reason to inject more of what the goal of F what F1's goal actually is with the sprint race, like you're saying to add that extra angle, then I, I'm for that. Another way that I saw this, actually, that's, it was one of my bullet points, but um, I pulled this specifically from a tweet from Chain Bear, which is a YouTube channel that people might know. But um, it was an interesting alternative way to adapt the sprint, which is take it from the Q1 times and then use Q3 to set the race grid still. Oh. Yeah. So it's similar to what you're saying. I think really either of them go well because let's think about i forget what race it was but a couple weeks ago uh joe guan yu finished q1 in fourth so picture if that was a sprint weekend you're taking the q1 results he's in fourth right what and it's a there's a little bit more um uh variables yeah because there's 20 cars on the track right yeah. q3 is always like well we're gonna get the best result no matter what because the drivers have so much room yeah they have so much uh, uh space between them and they've already been driving on the track for 45 minutes. They're like, they're dialed in. Yeah, it's also um, a chance, I think, to, if you do the Q1 way, to give teams lower down the order more incentive to really send it. Not that they're not trying to do that regardless, but if you know, like, okay, like if you're Williams, for example, and Albon is doing well in qualifying, he's getting up there, it's like, then you really go like, if we get into 10th or 9th or 8th, we're starting a race with points there, even if we only do it once. And then you still have reason to push for that. Because you know you're probably not making it Q3, right? So you know it's unlikely to get there right off rip. But if you have the encouragement to say, you might get some points if you do it now and then do that thing that Williams does where you're just a roadblock for as long <laughs> as possible. Like... I think that that's another similar way to encourage the weird results and harder racing out of the sprint that F1 wants without taking away from what the race still looks like. I know this is a bit of an anomaly, like it doesn't happen too often, but the other reason why this is uh, this makes sense is how many times have we seen a car get into Q3 that shouldn't have been in Q3, that didn't expect to get into Q3, and they've basically said, 
the team has basically said, well, that's it for us. Like yep. we, we might as well not try because P10. it doesn't matter. We exactly. Did. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> that kind of, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense there. That, yeah. Um, uh, do you, so you have a, I know you've kind of based that idea off of that my, was off my sprint race. It was sort like, of off a tweet, but yeah. Give, yeah. Give me, give me another one. Give me a fully original one. Yeah. Okay. So this one, this one is the most outlandish one that I have I like it. that I still believe. And it's going to take me a second to sell you on it. Okay. Um, but first of all, can we agree that a big complaint that people have right now is that the grid simply does not have enough space. There are drivers that you want to see racing that Fernando Alonso's 800 years old and Oscar Piastri can't race there, etc. Like there are drivers that people would like to see race and there's just no space for them because there's only 20 drivers. Do we agree that that is a complaint people have? Uh, yes, but I wouldn't that people I, have. I, yes, but I wouldn't mention Fernando Alonso. No, I'm just giving like, an example. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Lance, yeah. Lance Stroll should not be an F1. Sure. Latifi's there. Why? For sure. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm with you. So some an idea that I have that I really think could work, but we have to iron out some of how it would work is I think a team should be able to have a third driver that is not a third car because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you could have the Nico Hulkenberg super sub hype but you have specific races during the year where if you have somebody who is like a qualifying specialist, yeah. there's no room for them on the grid. Monaco's coming up. Get Latifi out of the car for that weekend. Put him in there. Everybody's stoked to see them. They do a great qualifying lap. They get the race. And then, you know, you go back to your normal driver lineup for more straightforward tracks. But I think if there are unique circumstances where drivers that have skills that maybe aren't good for a full f1 calendar but they still are the caliber of racing that we want the team should be able to make space for them and i think that fans would love it because you're gonna also probably get a lot of drivers who recently left who are like ah but we still you could still do this yeah and then it doesn't even have to be your reserve driver it could be somebody else for all i care um, because, you know, the test driver, reserve driver have a pretty specific role. But again, I like the street circuit or qualifying example where if you have somebody who is just dialed in. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay. Yeah. I, so I think this is the foundation of a really, really good idea. Yeah. And I have an idea that is almost like almost the same. Okay. But a little more kind of like uh, daring. Okay. So, but uh, one point on this. So do do you mean that like... The reserve driver or like the AHL driver, whatever yeah. you want to call yeah. him, the third driver yeah. could do qualifying and then the other guy who has better race pace or is race. better on the tires could Ooh, do the tires. That's a good idea. I so, don't. We'd have to figure that out because I think the thing that you run into is logistically, like first of all, how many times a season can you do it? I don't think it's every weekend. Um, and how does it that. work yeah. where it's like, is it a one for one swap where it's like, let's keep using the Williams example because it's funny. Yeah. You take Latifi out. Is Latifi out the whole weekend or is he just out for qualifying? Exactly. Like, we would have to figure that out. In my head, it was whole weekend, but I like what you're saying. So here, here's my biggest problem with this. Okay. The driver's championship. Yes. Where do the points go? So if you're replacing that driver, is your third driver just getting points for the driver that's being replaced? Yeah, that is a good question. And I was trying to figure this out. <laughs> This is t- I've been thinking about this for a really long time, and I never came up with a good answer to the points problem. Um, because there's zero incentive whatsoever to change the drivers if the points aren't going to that driver because the teams do not care about the constructors. Yeah. I, well, I think the problem that you would have the, in this example is I think teams lower down the order would be more likely to do you're right, it. You're totally right. But like, you're we'd never, never going to say... we never see it from a top Yeah, it's team. never like, Charles, yeah. you're out of there. Like, they just, you wouldn't do that. Um, so I think that's the one answer I wish I had. Okay. So because for the constructors, like you said, I know the teams don't care, but it doesn't impact the constructors at all. But for the drivers, yeah. I I almost wonder, and this isn't an elegant solution, but like, you you couldn't have like a separate ranking for the sub guys. <laughs> like that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like so, I have a solution. Here. Okay. Okay. And I gotta find mine. Uh. Yeah. Here it is. Okay. 
Uh, my note here starts off with, I'm serious about this one. <laughs> <laughs> the team must choose one race for each of their drivers where they are replaced by one of the team's junior drivers or testing drivers. Okay. So this, to me, gets around the difficulty of, well, where do the points go? Because it's mandatory. It's a single race for each driver. So let's say like, okay, uh, let's pick let's pick Ferrari. Well, actually, no, because both drivers are like, I don't think Carlos like is better at a certain style of race than he is like than Chuck or whatever. Um, than Chuck. <laughs> but like, okay, Lance, Lance Stroll uh, bins it at Monaco all the time. Like just, it, it's just awful. Right. You don't so, want Lance in Monaco, but you might want him somewhere where he can go for 60 laps and it doesn't matter. For sure. Right. So Monaco to me, like, there you go. Uh, uh, Aston Martin's like... Lance, this is strategically where we believe you will uh, uh, either lose the most points it's or... It's best for the yeah, team if exactly. you're not driving. And at that point, you completely take politics out of it. You completely take, like, um, advocation from the team, from the kid, uh, the driver's sponsors and them being pissed off and, like, any sort of drama around yeah. it. It's simply like, okay, we're, we've, we're forced to do this. What do you think? Which track are you not, at? Not what is uh, your confident? weakness? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be super, super interesting because the other thing too is, um, it wouldn't be like okay, we're in Austria this week, and at the and F one has deemed this the junior drivers' week. It's like no, the team gets to decide what yeah. week, what race out of the twenty three or ninety eight races that we're gonna have in two years' time. Yeah. Which one are we gonna use that to try and maximize? our driver's points. I also think if you're a fan, like picture the pop you're getting when you reveal like, Hey guys, this is our junior driver weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey guys. Totally cool. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? Here's a funny, can you imagine Red Bull's like, they go, we go to the Netherlands and they're like, Oh, by the way, Yuri Vips is racing us. Uh, Max is taking a backseat. He's going to be uh, throwing the flares up in the stands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or like um, Mexico, don't be mad, <laughs> but Checo's not driving. Yeah. <laughs> He's with his dad. <laughs> but um, another... And thought, neither is honorary Mexican Lando Norris. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I think um, McLaren, McLaren could be like, we put four indie drivers in the car all at the same time. <laughs> What? <laughs> they have so many fucking dudes <laughs> driving their fucking car right now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, so many that Daniel Ricardo had to come out with a statement that like, said, I still I'm have not, a job. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, an idea that I did just have, this is sort of like what you were saying where the points go to the driver who got subbed out. You could also assign points by car. It's the same thing, but it's yeah. le it's less erasure of the person who did it. Where it's like, yeah, that, well, that's what I was yeah, saying. Like, yeah. Th then the reserve driver, yeah, I think, simply just gets points for the driver I that think, they're replacing. I think that works um, because I think if you're only doing it once or maybe a couple times in a season, um, depending on the version of this that you do, like the 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 sub isn't going to be like, well, where's my chance to get the drivers? Because like you're racing three times. Yes, yeah, exactly. So it's like. You're just doing it because it's an opportunity. I also think um, it it makes me think about like in Secure when Mercedes was like George, and then Williams had to go. Is Jack Aiken around? <laughs> like, but like I'm picturing that, but in circumstances where like it's good for Jack Aitken, because I think that that's also exciting to be like we want to give our driver who's not in the top two yeah. the best chance to prove what they have so mm -hmm. we're going to put them on a circuit or in circumstances that they benefit the most from yeah um because that's also just good for us i love this idea yeah I, it's a little out of left field i think we're being i, I wouldn't say progressive i think um, I, don't, I can't see F1 doing this, yeah. but if they did, I think it would be a huge hit. Oh, I can't see F1 doing 95% of the stuff we're going to say today. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't think that this is us trying to be cartoonish or outlandish. No, 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 no. You know? I think that's genuinely an interesting, intriguing idea. All right. I got one for you. This one to me is like, we're going to spend 30 seconds on this because it, it just makes total sense to me. And okay. it's, it's not extravagant or anything. It's just straight and to the point. Giving a point for fastest lap is insane. Giving a point for pole makes so much more sense. During the race, if you have a good gap, 
and you're like top five or top six, yeah, it's basically like, okay, well, if no one else has a good gap, then I've basically just solidified this fastest yeah. uh, You're going to get it in yeah, race trim. By just uh, pitting at the end of the race. And that's like, that's just not exciting. But in Q3, when the drivers are all going balls to the wall... The, and it makes even more sense, I think, this year because like Max has won so many times from off pole, yeah. right? So it's funny because I mess every time that Charles Leclerc gets pole, don't give up points on Saturday. I, I text all my F one buddies and I'm just like, man, Charles has really got to remember that no points are given out on Saturday. You want to give him one? I want to give him a point <laughs> I, because I think that it's like it is the only point in the entire race weekend. It's not Q one or Q two or the race or practice it is q3 and most of the time the actual final lap that you're doing where they are 101 percent throwing that thing into corners and going all out yeah let's 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 like let's put a crown on someone for that like yeah let's give them a point at least one point because the fastest lap in the race makes no sense to me there's it has more to do with strategy yeah. than it does actually it's like giving a point for fastest pit stop sure. where it's just like okay by the way let's do that I, w- I would be, be o- I would be open to that actually. <laughs> <laughs> they make the DHL standings real. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where even with um with pit stops. First of all, I agree with you on the pole thing, 100. percent You're right. But um with pit stop, I'm actually open to because we're always like F1's a team sport. It's like okay, can the team get a point? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah let's give one to sense. the boys in yeah. the garage. All right. You go. What, what's your next one? Um. This and, is. And let me know. Like, if, if like, don't worry. If you run out, like, I've got a few more. No. Yeah. Here. I'm only. I I do have a few still. Um, but I don't think I have as many as you. Um, but I will say that uh, this is, again, it's similar to the one that I just did in that I don't know how likely it is, but I th- think it's a good idea. I'm not the first person to say this. Monaco should not be a race anymore. Oh. Um, I think... Mm, why not fix other things? <laughs> I know, I know, but like, I still... we No, we want to do it still, but it should be hot laps. It should be... Oh, like a time trial. Yeah. Oh. It should be. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't okay. want to get rid oh, of it. Okay. So you mean. Okay. Restructure the weekend. You mean we're still going to Monaco. We're it's going to Monaco. It's not a traditional it's race not a anymore. race. That's interesting. Um, I think uh, if you make that an exhibition of this circuit is narrow yeah. and difficult and treacherous, who over the course of the weekend, I think you can do it over two days, figure it out. Put the historic race in the middle as part of the weekend, whatever. But, like, who can just put in the fastest time? Because then you're also giving a chance to teams that, again, wouldn't necessarily be the front runner in a race. But if you have a guy who's good in qualifying who can really fucking send it, you're giving an opportunity. And also, I think that's what fans are looking at. In I think the Monaco weekend's about qualifying. I think people see the race and they're like, cool, it's the race, but it's kind of a procession and whatever. So I think... I think it's valuable to keep those things on the calendar, but I think they're missing an opportunity to update it in a way that is more interesting while still not being like a total disservice to what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump the gun here yeah, because this is a Monaco related idea that I had, but it is in funny ideas, not serious ideas. Um, (laughs) If I were the F1 commissioner, through a series of cash bribes, vicious blackmail schemes, and horses' heads in beds, I would force the Principality of Monaco to demolish multiple buildings to make the circuit wider and the home straight longer. <laughs> I like my idea better. Um, that's good. Uh, my idea is way more feasible. Your idea is honestly more like... Your idea is genuinely more likely. More likely? Because <laughs> like, it, it's either going to be... Because yeah. um, Actually, really quick, I want to make a topical one. Uh, keep spawn the calendar, you fucking psychos. All the yeah. reports say they're getting rid of it. Are you fucked? Like it, ra- it rains once. It rains one guys- time. <laughs> okay. Lando breaks his back one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, I- speaking of Jack Aiken, he actually did that there. Fucking right, crazy. Right. Um, I have one. I think this is. We're going to talk about this for probably uh, at least ten minutes. Jesus. Red flags in qualifying. Two points on this. One, if you crash or cause a collision during qualifying in Q1, Q2, or Q3, and it results in a red flag, it's a five-place grid drop in the race. Two, if a red flag occurs in the final two minutes of a qualifying session, the time on the clock does not start until each remaining driver has started their next flying lap. 
So let's, let's delve into this just a little bit. So the number one, if you cause a crash or you, you collide during qualifying and there's a red flag, five place grid drop. Now the immediate, um, that seems harsh. The, okay. That's honestly, I think that's the only fair backlash I could receive from this because I, I also hear a little bit of a disagreement from people that would say, well, that puts a little too much pressure on the FIA to make those decisions. And my retort to that would be, well, yeah, it's their job. Unfortunately, they're bad at making decisions, <laughs> though. That's the concern that we have. Sure. I just think that, and, and obviously this is coming from a Max fan, but Max has had three pole positions, potential, I will say potential pole positions, taken away from him due to two red flags this year and one uh, yellow. Now, I, I don't want to go as far as to say that if there's a yellow flag, we have to restart everything because that's just like, okay, we'd be qualifying for three hours, right? Yeah. But the red flags, I think, are just like pretty much blatant, like black and white issues. Because in qualifying, it's like if there is significant debris on the track or there's a car that's been stopped, because it's a timed event and you can't just throw the safety car out there and waste like three or four laps, it is, it's paramount to throw a red flag out. So there's not a lot of like indecision, there's not a lot of um, uh, indecision, in, in my opinion. The way that the um, the F they're they're pretty harsh actually with the red flag, so I don't. They're think quick to throw them in qualifying. You're right. Yeah. So it wouldn't be too much of a um, a difference from what we're seeing right now. I just want to see drivers penalized when it affects other um, drivers qualifying. Are you open to? I believe this is actually what the IndyCar rule might be, but um, you get your fastest time deleted. Would that be an elegant solution to you? Um, that honestly, honestly, Corey, that simply just sounds like it would result in probably a five place grid drop. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Could that, in, in it just, that just seems a little bit more, um, and, and maybe it's more intriguing because it's like, okay, well who knows? Like, what if you put in an extremely, what if you put in like two really quick laps yeah. in Q2, right? Yeah. And, and you're, we were going for your third, so it doesn't really matter that much, but I think that only works better with how penalties and qualifying already work where like if you look at what happened in austria mm -hmm. where checo had time deleted for track limits and then got the drop as a result of that it might just be more consistent i guess phrasing if nothing else with what the rules already say then because i i think it might be too much to say for example if a driver had already put in a lot of quick laps cleanly and then makes one mistake to give it a grid drop if to delete their time would be one place or two places. Mm -hmm. So you should still get some kind of negative consequence, yeah. but I don't know but if it should as, be uniform right. because the driver should still get something for what they did cleanly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear your point. Yeah. I think I like mine better. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. I, I've never admitted that I'm wrong before in my entire life. Um, okay. The second part of this is actually the one that I'm actually most excited about is because red flags, when they're in the final like minute, minute 30 of qualifying, it actually, it's like super anticlimactic, right? And yeah. it ruins everyone's session. And for the fans, it's no fun. You immediately take away the uh, the consequence for the other drivers that didn't bin it by saying, "Okay, we've stopped the clock for the red flag, but we're not going to start it until everyone has a, has a chance to cross the 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 finish the start line." Yeah, I think that just makes too much sense to not do, you know. And the only thing that the only wrench I could see being thrown into this is like, okay, well, what if the drivers, um, you know take too much time getting to the start finish line and they're just allowing their teammate to get a couple extra laps and like okay well obviously there would be like when the sub session, rules when yeah when the session re, quote restarted before the the time actually started we'd say okay you have a minute 30 to, to get, get to, the to the line and then yes. you get the rest of the time in the session yeah and if anyone thinks that's crazy we already do that kind of yeah by uh the new rules that the, the fia implemented this year about that your outlap can't be slower than this amount of time for this track, this amount of time for this track. So yeah, it's, it's, it's some it's, percentage of what like the race yeah, lap time is. Yeah, it's already been implemented. It's yeah. A, a rule like that, I think, only benefits the entertainment value of the, especially the final qualifying yeah. session. No, I think that one's fine. 
really. Like, I don't have a lot of yeah. pushback on that, really. All right, let's move on. What's yours next? Um, I want to... The, well, one that I have is just, like, it, this is going to sound stupid because it's a debate that we're already having. Um, we need to talk about how stewarding works and what denotes what the rules are at a track because we keep being like well what are the track limits and then yeah. we say we've said they're the white line and then they're clearly not <laughs> and you also have moves that are borderline where if you look at silverstone and it's like you're pushing people wide but the runoff is pavement so you're just doing it anyway um guess what guys track limits are the white fucking line <laughs> that's it if you go over the white line yeah. you're done and i know that austria was a bit of a train wreck when it came to implementing track limits and there was, I think 43 penalties given out and that's obviously too many, <laughs> obviously something about how that was being approached either from the driver's perspective or the stewarding perspective wasn't working, but the drivers want consistency. The fans want consistency. I want consistency either make it the white line or say it's the edge of the red and white curb. I don't care. Yeah. Pick one of those. Mm -hmm. And then for every circuit, so then those moves stop being borderline because if you've gone over the white line and pushed somebody off the track, we know that's not allowed. <laughs> you've pushed them off the track completely. Right. Um, I think, though, the second part of that is a much larger gray area, much more significant gray yeah. area than you think because... It's still up to interpretation, well, but they need to make some kind of... Right, and I think that if you say that if you've pushed a driver off the track, then like it's an immediate penalty, there's going to be embellishment. There's going to be yeah. guys like going, oh my gosh, oh my god, I'm, I'm, Max, yeah. Max like threw me out into the gravel there. It's like, well, no. No, you, we can you, look at your hands. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, um, but and the other thing too is like a lot of the time, this whole quote, pushing guys off the track yeah. is actually just closing the door. And For like sure. and legally closing the door. Yeah, and like it is and a we great. Saw, we saw that so many times at Silverstone. It was a perfect example. Uh, after the first long straight. Yeah, that's just like how the corner goes. And if you're not literally side by side, then the driver in front like has no other choice but to close the door. It just yeah. makes too much sense there. Yeah, maybe you know you have to find nuance in the language, but I think like when you look at even if you just go to like Brazil last year for that move and how pissed well, off people got about that just as an example we don't need to relitigate it and then silverstone whatever it was but then if, even if you look at like um the move into austria turn four where you know george gets a penalty uh -huh. um but in the past other drivers hadn't gotten penalties yeah. before for the same move and it's like i don't know maybe this i don't know if the solution is like that, that that turn is so treacherous. So like, fucked. If you're trying to pull a move on the outside, I, you I, it's know almost what you're like, getting into. Let's blame the victim. That's yeah. that's on you, my guy. Yeah. No. And also, like be, because the camber is the way it is. Yeah. The guy on the inside, like you watch replays. No one has ever not tried to turn very hard when they know there's someone on the outside. Yeah. And no one has ever not understood. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, it's impossible. Um. And I don't know, maybe the more elegant solution to this, because I know that there's also been frustration because there's new race directors and there's two of them and like you're getting new stewarding groups every time. It's like, do we hire permanent stewards? Absolutely. So then there's just yes. consistency yeah. in the in the enforcement of the rules. That's that's one of the things that with all the money that F one has that I can't believe they haven't been doing all this time. Yeah. What are you adding to the payroll? A million dollars? Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a more elegant solution than the rule phrasing is just like you have a group of people that enforce the rules. After three races, the first time you do this, everybody will know how the rules are being enforced. Yeah. So the point you make about... And, and I, I agree with the vast majority of what you're saying. I don't think we need a massive like kind of um, rejig or any new rules. The problem with the Brazil thing where Max completely bullied Lewis off the track was that that was bad... And it was in the rules that it was bad, and they just didn't Did, tell him that it was bad. That's the thing. So yeah, just, that's a I, stewarding issue rather than for a, sure. Yeah. But, but if you're using that as, as an example for yeah. putting new rules into place, yeah. My reply would be the rule is already there, but they're just not using the, implementing the rules. Like yeah. they're just not like they didn't enforce not, the rules. They're not cracking the whip. Like you gotta crack the fucking whip. Yeah, I think because as we've seen, drivers will push it. 
And of course they would. Why, why wouldn't you? If you know you can get away with it, start yeah. doing it. Like, and I'll fucking do it again. Well, <laughs> and if you look at what we saw at Coda last year, which was people pushing people wide, and then there are sausage curves that were destroying the undersides of cars. Right. You see why not cracking the whip earlier leads to more meaningful consequences later. Because I think it was Alonzo and Raikkonen yeah. and Kimmy's car just like fucking exploded on the bottom. Right. And it's like, yeah, now we oh, have a problem. Also, ver- get rid of sausage I was going to say very quickly, can we like spend five seconds on that? Or get rid of sausage bo- curbs. Yeah, absolutely get rid of did sausage Did you see? How many guys have to almost die? Did you like, see the Monza clip? from the the, the Aston yeah, Martin yeah. thing and it fucking ripped the door off yeah, and like insane um, insane fucking Dennis Hauger got like catapulted into Roy Nassani's head how, how crazy is it though <laughs> like, like I can I can almost see you know sausage curbs um, at tight chicanes and hairpins and whatever like I you can almost yeah. convince me on that how in the world in, in Monza, do we have them at high speed yeah. parts of the train? The world's what, fastest trying, chicane <laughs> trying to murder people and I, I, I don't even understand how like why sausage curbs were implemented. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is um it's a ramp. Yeah. It's a ramp that breaks the car. What if I don't F1 get cars it. could fly? Yeah. Um and we've seen it and it's bad. Um I don't think they should do that. Before you do your next one, yeah. I reached out to a listener. Oh. Um my friend Dom. Where's he from? Australia. Australia. Yeah. We, I've been hearing about these fellows. Yeah. Dom and Paul. But I asked Dom because we were already Absolute talking. Absolute lads. And he's new to the sport just as like context. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, if you could implement any kind of rule, what were you thinking? I know like he's new. He just started watching like, um, but he had an interesting thought. Um, reverse funding for the constructor's results. Reverse funding. So the winner of the constructor's he says the winner of the constructors gets the most funding, but then the 10th place team gets the second most funding. The ninth place team gets the third most funding. Oh my God. That's crazy. Um, oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh my God. You finish second and you get like zero. <laughs> okay. Hold you would on. have to re rejig how the payout worked. Um, also, he, his joke one was teams get livery points. Oh, that's so funny. If your livery is sick, you get points. Yeah, let's make F1 even more subjective. (laughs) Okay, the funding thing, if you're going to do it... Yeah. So you either have to keep one or the other. Either... It has to be fully reversed. Absolutely. I think. Now... If you do it. I think the only way this makes sense is if you up the pay for how much you win for how you perform in a singular race. Yeah. Right? Because there would be no incentive for these massive, basically corporations, right? Yeah. Which these teams are absolutely like just huge. They're subsidiaries of giant conglomerate companies. Correct. Exactly. (laughs) So where's the incentive to try at all? (laughs) If that's that. Yeah. I think, um, another way to maybe think about it is that this made more sense before there was a cost cap. Because if you're like a team like Haas who just doesn't, can't compete spending wise i can see the appeal in being like okay you're underperforming we'll boost what you're able to do to get closer to if not parity like ability competitiveness but i think with a cost cap that doesn't apply as much because the teams are limited to what they can spend regardless so i think what you get into is needing to rejig how the cost cap works um, and I don't know what that would look like because they already barely know how that works. They're still trying to sort that out. Let me put the biggest hole I possibly can in this. Yeah. The reason why that could never work is not actually because of the fight at the top. It the would be at the, the fight bottom. at the bottom. Seven, eight, nine, ten teams. The way that the... Um, it would encourage tanking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we already have that in American professional sports when you have 30 teams in a league and no one likes that. So Yeah. Well, and we also like already had it with Haas... They had a full season. They didn't upgrade the car. We know what tanking looks like. It's fucking yeah. annoying. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so a little bit of a shout out to our Aussies. Yeah, our Aussie shout fan. out to the boys. Um, Cameron Smith, currently uh, T3 uh, in the British <laughs> Open. Uh, and and by the way, when you when this comes out, uh, Rory McIlroy will definitely have won the Claret Jug. Uh, but currently, Cam Smith, T3, uh, having a great round, minus two. Uh, Adam Scott, T5. 
Uh, minus three on the day. He's four shots back of the lead. This is the silliest bit I've ever done. Lucas Herbert, top 16. Anthony Quayle, top 16. The Aussies are killing it at the British Open right now. So shout out to the boys down under. Good for them. And we move on. Um, okay, I got one. Yeah, right. I think this will be a, another quick one. We have to get rid of the two-hour race limit, and we have to get rid of the three-hour event time limit. Let me rant for one second. When the PGA Tour goes into a playoff, do the cameras just shut off? And the producers say, well, I've worked long enough. When a game in the NHL playoffs goes into quadruple overtime, does the league say, oh, heavens, these players are going to be so tired tomorrow. We must stop this at once. No, the show goes on. Literally NASCAR has overtime now. Sure. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Name a sport. Name a sport. If there's rain, they either keep playing or they wait. Unfortunately, I just uh, walked into a bit of a self-own there. Baseball, you really did. Baseball really does postpone games. Baseball, um, but then baseball they, will do the the extremely based thing of we're playing two games today. <laughs> like, yes. And, and my reason for this is like the problem is because there's so much money and so much planning and so much infrastructure that goes into an F1 weekend you don't have the ability to reschedule it. Therefore, why in the world are we not just waiting? Like, I think the biggest reason is they won't be able to see. For sure. No, I really think that's it. No, I know. (laughs) I I know. It's an infrastructure problem. But there have been races before where it's been postponed or we haven't had enough time to finish the full, whatever, like 72 laps. Yeah because of the race limit and there's plenty of daylight left or you're at a fucking track where there's lights available. So to me, it's like, you got to figure that one out. Why in the world do we only have a specific amount of time to finish a race or just make it longer? Cause it's not like you would need, yeah, make it five hours. You don't need 12. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because as we've seen, if a rain delay is enough, the cars just can't run anyway. That yeah. sort of God took over. Yeah. Right. Spa, spa, like, spa was always going to happen. Right. Yeah. Spa yeah, yeah. last year was always going to happen. But Monaco this year, there was no reason for it to finish under a time limit. No reason whatsoever. Right. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Yep. Do you have one left? Um, if they're not great, we can just move on. No, it's just similar to what I said earlier. I, I don't, it's a real, it's not a joke idea, but I don't fully believe it. It was in it. It was an addendum to this. <laughs> All right, you say it, and I'll fully believe it, and I'll I'll advocate for it. Well, as the addendum to I'll spe- die on this hill for to you. Specialist drivers. I yeah. was like, what if a team that had the money just could run a third car? Oh my! <laughs> yeah, you, and then, and you're that, advocating for parity like ten minutes ago, and now you're just like, well, what if Red Bull could have all the points? Well, and then the problem, then the immediate problem among several is, uh, well, the constructors is broken. You have to fix that yeah. now. Um, and the the, the, <laughs> pro- the problem is, I think every single team would. Yeah. I think they'd find a way to actually be able to do that. Yeah. And then, and again, this is actually another thing that I realized IndyCar already does. Um, so I guess I just... Imagine should... 30 cars going around Monaco. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, but uh, it made me wonder, I didn't look this up, I, I should have, but it's like, how the fuck do they do it in IndyCar then? Because sometimes a team will just chuck in a third car for like a weekend. That's do, they, wild. do they just not have a constructors? Oh my God. What? Yeah. No, like for example, um, I'll give the McLaren example yeah. for the Indy 500. They ran Padua Ward, Felix Rosenquist and Juan Pablo Montoya, but Montoya doesn't run every weekend. Mm-hmm. He just did the Indy 500 or it's like, um, or is the Indy just like a special? No, they, they, I've seen it happen with like some teams have three cars. Some teams have two cars. Fascinating. And it's like, how do they do that? It's weird, right? There must not be a constructor. There must not be. Yeah. But then why do they have teams? Or maybe, okay. Like in the same... The only way I could see there being a constructors with this working out is that you designate two cars to be your point getters that weekend. Probably. That would actually be a pretty elegant mm-hmm. solution. But then you're just getting into the better idea that I had earlier, which is you put in a guy who is good for the weekend that you're doing. Yeah. And then you don't need to designate your points getters because you only have two cars. Yeah. So that's why I liked the other idea I had more, mm-hmm. which is why that's the one that I said first. Okay. Uh, I had a few others in the serious ones, but we're kind of running long here and they weren't as intriguing. They were kind of just like Any worth thrown out there? Yeah, there's one. There's yeah. one that I really like. So a new way to initiate safety car restarts. I've always thought it was pretty bullshit that when the lead car decides to go, 
the cars behind still have to wait to the safety car line to overtake. Like, why? That doesn't make sense to me. So, I say let's give some sort of either ability to initiate the restart whenever the lead car wants. Like, literally a button. Like, yeah. I'm going now and the race is on and I can't get to a certain speed without pressing that button. Yeah. Or, when the lead car gets to, let's say... 90 kilometers an hour 100 kilometers an yeah. hour then the race is fully restarted they still yeah. have to do that before the safety car line yeah but the safety car line doesn't matter yeah. just put a light on the dash yeah so a driver knows i can pass the yeah. guy in front of me if he's going slow yeah absolutely i yeah okay. i agree as somebody who plays the f1 game i always get frustrated when i overtake just before the line and then they're like that was an illegal overtake you have to get the point the yeah. place back and it's like come on and here i'll also say this rule would have made so that um I believe it was the Tuscany Grand Prix, that massive crazy crash on the start line. Yep. That would have would, never happened no. because that happened due, due to multiple cars dr- slowing down. Went and then slowed yes. down and then yeah. went. Yep. What a fucking crazy start that was. That was yeah. fucking Oh my God. The, the, I think it was the onboard of Romain Grosjean. Yeah. Was like, oh, Oh yeah, I'd shit my pants. Yeah, his his was scary. <laughs> TV comes out of nowhere. Yeah, his was scary. Carlos's was bad because yeah. he was back in the field. Giovinazzi's was bad. Um, so bad. Yeah. Um. Okay. Are we are we ready to move on to the fun stuff? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm so excited. All right. Let's just bang these out. All right. Okay. One. A mandatory five stop race. A single. <laughs> uh, one single f- mandatory five stop race. What circuit is best for that? Great. Great idea. Um. It's not Monica. So, <laughs> oh my God. No, people would die. <laughs> Somebody, it's already too tight in the pit lane. Um, actually, the one we just raced at, because it's such a, a short lap Austria time. That would be good for that. There would be so many cars in different positions. Like, you could have the le- the guy who's probably going to win the race could be in 17th position at one point, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I think that'd be fucking fast. Oh, It'd wait, be- there's one thing we should have talked about before the jokes. We'll get to it later. Okay. It would be so fascinating. I'm almost convincing myself that this is a serious idea because it would be so fascinating the way that like Brundle and Crofty would speak about strategy. Like, okay, well, when do you take your first couple pit stops and do you do them uh, one lap after the other? Yeah. Or like, I, I don't, do know. You, I don't do, know. Like, do you, for let's talk about Lance again. Lance Stroll, king of tires. We have to give him one nice thing to say. It's that. Yeah. Just as an example, if you're somebody that you know can go really, really, really long do you front load your first like three pit stops and then not stop for like 50 laps, right? And then just stop again at the end. Clear air would become such a commodity. Absolutely. Like getting the timing of like, okay, you're coming out and there's, it's not about who you're in front of. It's yeah. that there's nobody there. And also timing your pit stops to make sure that you're the only yeah. one going in. Can, do you get rid of do you have to get rid of blue flags at that point for that race? Uh, like, yes, how does that yes. work? Like Dude, great idea. Yes, you would have to get rid of blue flags. Also, my 100%. real my real idea is maybe we should just do that anyway. Uh why didn't we talk about that in the serious ones? Because I just I actually kind of agree with Because you. I forgot to write it down and then I remembered. But why the I think blue flags might be kind of stupid. Here's here's the only problem. Tracks like Monaco. That's it's not a race anymore, remember? We fixed <laughs> we fixed that. We, <laughs> like imagine Singapore. Imagine Singapore. It's it's tough, but like life's hard, man. God, that's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, that is that's crazy. It's never going to happen. That's awesome. And I, and That's I, such and a I good honest, idea. I honestly don't know if it's good for the sport. It's not, but it's a great idea. It, it would be fucking crazy. Watch. All right, what's your what's your first funny one? Uh, I genuinely think uh, we should have attack mode. <laughs> but it no, it, no, no, no. But no, it, would, it wouldn't work no. the same way. That's 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 not funny. That's scary. I don't want no, Formula it, One to become Formula. It e. doesn't work the same way. Okay. Because it's not just we we give your car more power. Is it that like the rear wing opens? <laughs> <laughs> I think there is an attack mode DRS zone that you only get if you compromise your line going into it because that's attack mode is just compromising your line before you're able to use it. Mm-hmm. So I think if we want to spice things up, if we want more, I honestly think it might break DRS trains because <laughs> you have to get out of it and then you have an extra spot where other people totally aren't right. using it. Totally right. I think to yeah. get by. Yeah. It's, it's, I, 
I don't think they should do it. Oh, it's I not the worst idea. I, I don't want this to happen. No. I really, really don't want this to happen, but, could but it, I think it's funny. Could it logistically break some DRS trains? A couple. Okay. Uh, here's one that I told my dad last night that he almost fell over. Fell La- out of the laughing, boat. Laughing so hard. <laughs> Regardless of the conditions, yeah. you must start the race on slicks. <laughs> Dude, we have a very similar idea. <laughs> like, imagine... <laughs> Imagine the first lap of Spa last year. They wouldn't make it up the hill. They'd no. be sliding back down. No, but I'm also patiently like getting up to like, the, and then the, the trip to Eau Rouge the would absolute, be you just slide yeah. down the hill and hope you make it. The like. absolute carnage in the pit lane on lap one when everyone comes in after trying to make their way. Like, how fucking awesome would that be? So, can I one up you? Sure. Mystery tires. What's? Oh my god. <laughs> That's. <laughs> fucking awesome you have a pit stop okay ex- explain this thoroughly though because I, I i have a couple of ideas how that could work but like who's it a mystery to the the guys that are putting the tires on or can there not be communication between the driver and the pit like the funniest version is it's a mystery to the team i love that you I, that's, have a that's you awesome. have a set of tires set aside you have to use you it you have to use them and you don't know what it is oh my god so it's like it could be it just started to rain and you open it's like we got softs in the mystery tires Oh like my God. or like um these are all back tires um one of these is an inter they're all back tires <laughs> one of these okay, is an inter okay, for some reason I, just well, I'm saying, I know we're being funny but that yeah. literally wouldn't work because no, I know. they're different <laughs> I know they're different <laughs> sizes but, and then you can't, you're just they're like, all back tires but i think like uh we got two hards and two mediums yeah yeah okay yeah, that'd be hilarious like, yeah. but like not front and back like yeah right and left are different. yeah 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 <laughs> Guys, I got a lot of graining on my left right now. Um, I think you have to use them for like five laps and then you can come back That's in. so fucking funny. That's so good. That was my favorite idea that I had. All right. My next one, a sprint race, but we go to a go-kart track and race in go-karts. Fuck, that's good. I, and I'm almost convincing myself that that actually, like that in the vet mandatory five-stop race, yeah. like that's, of course that's stupid and crazy, but like what if they just did it once? I think if F1 did a go-kart race as an episode of Grill the Grid, it would get a billion views. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, by the way, the teams have to, It's we're not going to a, a, a track where like it's, everyone gets the same cart. No. You have to build your go-kart. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Like, think of the liveries on those things. It'd be so fucking cool. Um. I think that um, every time a driver, <laughs> this is so stupid, every time a driver changes their helmet design, they get a one-place group drop. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> we have to, people need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> you don't need a different helmet every race weekend. <laughs> Lando, just because some Lando. eight-year-old drew on a piece of paper doesn't mean you have to have a new fucking helmet. Okay, uh, is it your turn? I think it's your turn. I just threw that one in there, but if it's my turn. Um, oh, that was one? Well, I'll give another one. Oh, okay, sure, go. I think drivers should be able to talk to each other on the formation lap and during safety cars. Talk to each other? Like, patch me through to Max? Yeah. <laughs> and like, tar- like okay, you're you're Charles Leclerc. Yeah. And you're you're sitting P2 right now behind yeah. the safety car. You're like, patch me through Max so yeah. I can talk some mad shit. And the, we can hear it still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Charles is like... Max, I know you just pit it, but you got some mad graining on your le- <laughs> on your back left right like, now. It would either be like you can do mind games, or it becomes like an Xbox 360 Call of Duty lobby. And you're just oh like saying the well, worst shit. Well, thank God Yuri Vips is not in there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fuck. But um, I also I think um because you can't talk to your team in the formation lap. Why not talk to the boys? If you're so if funny. you're Pierre, just be like, hey Charles, how's it, what's the conditions like up in P two? Okay. I think we could actually make this a serious idea if it only meant that you could talk to your teammate. That would be cool. To strategize coming up and it didn't have to go. Because then like, imagine, okay, so imagine this. So it's not the team telling Carlos to back the guys up in Silverstone. It's Charles going like, yo, dude, you got to help me out here. And Carlos is like, "Uh, (laughs) Chuck, I have the higher ground. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like. It's it's over, baby. Yeah, Dude. Or like, or like. Or you, there'd be a lot of drivers just being like, uh, the connection's bad. I, I can't hear so you. What? Uh, sorry, I'm in a tunnel. Yeah. You're clearly not in a tunnel. <laughs> like, um, okay, I got this. Is my, I have a one final one for actually, funny ideas. Actually, I can also just, I've just realized um, I'm picturing Lando lapping Daniel and Monaco, but being able to talk to him. Oh my God. And just be like, dude, <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? So good. All right, my final funny one. My final funny one. This has been a long, no, we've actually just 55 minutes. Okay. Nice and tight. 
so far. We got time for more jokes if we want to make them. Okay. I really believe this one. I really, really believe in this one. Okay. They shouldn't do it because it's just too cruel, but I think it's hilarious. If you crash, if your engine blows up, if you're in a collision and you are deemed healthy by the medical staff, you must find your own way back to the paddock. No scooter, no motorcycle, no ride in a medical car. You got to walk. Like a walk of shame? Like imagine... (laughs) (laughs) This is just Jensen running... To the end of the race in Monaco. Absolutely, yeah. No matter where you are, I don't care if it's 120 degrees in Bahrain and you're like at turn eight. You gotta, you're at the hairpin. You gotta, yeah, you got to <laughs> find your way. You got to find your way back. It's like that clip of Checo like walking through the woods in Montreal. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. And I imagine like if it happened in like a place like Singapore, oh my God. they end up getting lost on the streets. <laughs> you just leave the track. You know like how many times that downtown we, Singapore, you know how many times we would see something akin to Kimi Raikkonen, like grabbing an ice cream. Like, let's say like they, they go and they're in the, again, the streets of Singapore, Sebastian Vettel, like throws his car into the bin the furthest part away there'd be a bunch of, of like shots of him like a bunch of pictures of him like stopping at vendors along the way yeah. back and like grabbing a uh, grabbing like some i don't know what's a what's a good singapore dish like do they do pad thai over there <laughs> i don't know a singapore hot dog i don't know it just it's a stupid idea saving but, the bees yeah. <laughs> um yeah i, I mean, love that a couple more funny ones uh yeah one that i have is for the last race of the season, if a driver is leaving their team, they go to the new team. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. As yeah. like a preview. Yeah. Logistically, it's impossible. It's impossible. But it, that is funny. Yeah. I appreciate it. I almost that. think it's like, like especially if it's a, it's a one-way driver transfer. Like, let's say like some, like, Pierre, let's say for the sake of the Pierre Gasly's finally going to Red Bull. And there's like, check it. You want to go drive the AlphaTauri? Whatever. Can I? This, <laughs> how fucking funny would it be? Okay. Last year, before yeah. the season starts, let me paint this picture. Before the season starts, Lewis Hamilton's like, this is my final race in F1. And Mercedes are like, oh, sorry, race, final season, season. in F1. And Mercedes are like, they jumped the gun and they signed George Russell, which means that in the final race of the year in Abu Dhabi, Lewis wouldn't have been able Lewis to race. Lewis wouldn't have been able to race. <laughs> it would have been... Oh, nice mic catch. Okay. <laughs> Quick 360. <laughs> we got a couple of athletes on cool. this pod. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Or like, It's like, okay. I like the idea that like Bottas was also leaving. So like, what is their driver lineup? <laughs> like, Your so driver good. lineup is George and so good. Antonio Giovinazzi. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I got a funny one. Yeah. Uh, we don't race in countries that kill journalists with uh, bone saws. I think that one maybe should have been in our serious ideas. Ah, oh, missed opportunity. Okay, well, I guess we can't do it anymore. Also, maybe we don't fist bump guys in charge of countries where they kill journalists with bone saws. <laughs> so funny. Um, Yo, shout out, shout out, Mr. Vibin. Fuck. <laughs> um, I also think I'm just gonna try to pivot away That's from so good. the political I can't, discussion. Can't, I can't. I mean, I can believe he did it, but like, my guy, insane. <laughs> It's um, one thing to make the trip. It's another thing to to dap up uh, MBS. It's yeah. He can't be there anymore. Um, if you have a celebrity waving the flags, they also have to drive the safety car. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> they have to be more involved. Jesus Christ, that's so funny. Serena Williams just throwing the safety car into the Christina Aguilera the yeah, safety yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's still one of the most devastating owns ever. Was it DC that said it, I'm pretty sure? I think it was Brundle. <sighs> I think it was DC. Whoever it was. I think it was DC. Oh, this has been so lovely. Do we have any more off the top of our heads? I would just be kind of pulling ones out. Yeah. I think I, I said a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about doing this one that um, it's kind of like your mystery tire idea, but there's one five lap stint where you have to have one of each. So like one, I had one, thought, one yeah. wet tire, one soft, one hard, and one medium tire on at the same time. How would the car even behave? I don't think it would actually stay straight. No. Yeah. I think it would pull on the tire that had tread. Like if the wet was on the back, wouldn't yeah. it like pull? If anything, you'd have to go like 40 kilometers an hour. Yeah. It would be, it's an absolute hazard. It's untenable. So funny. Um, yeah. I mean, we could talk a lot about, you know, okay, I'm F1 commissioner, you know, 
we're going to go to Brands Hatch or whatever. But that's kind of like we already had that conversation. That, yeah. That's not really like how I would change the sport. No. Yeah. Like I think I, I'm more interested in like what can logistically be done that's either hilarious or like is fixing a glaring problem. Yeah. Maybe even a problem that they're not super cognizant of. Like I think in my driver idea, like that's not even a problem that I think is in the FIA's radar, but I think it's something fans would be excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like what we talked about the other week where it's like, if F1 is trying to grow in this really specific way, maybe get out there a little bit. Okay. Five lap or five pit stop race. I know what we're going to end on. Yep. Because you're going to want to hit the record button again to stop this once I say it. <laughs> I'm just going to hover over the stop button. I thought this I thought this idea would have made you more angry.